know, sometimes GMs or coaches aren't on the same page, and, and sometimes people have powers to make moves when the other guy doesn't know about it. One of my buddies started crying, and I was like, I don't, bro, what's, what, what, what's the deal? And he said, yo, it's a form of cancer. She said there was always something about Baltimore. Finally, I got home when I left you guys, and uh, I said, babe, I think you're right. I think there's something about Baltimore. Welcome into the lounge. We are joined today. I'm just going to get right to it. Nice. All right. Joined by wide receiver Jeremy Macklin. We get the biggest guests, the hottest names right. on the Ravens. First game is a Raven 48-yard touchdown, key moment of the game. What's he want to do? First thing he says is, I need to get on the Lounge Podcast. <laughs> this was, uh, you know, he knew that the Lounge Podcast invite was coming, so this was the preemptive podcast bump. It's true. That's really key. You know, people may have forgotten about the podcast bump, Yeah. but now the season's back in session here. Mm-hmm. The podcast bump is in full effect. Hashtag podcast bump. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bump Disney World as like the thing, you know, you win the Super Bowl. Yeah. What are you going to do next? I'm going on the Lounge Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a new thing. I like it. But before we get into the interview with Jeremy, we need to let our friends know about our deal at Papa John's. Get the Ravens Flock special by ordering all season long. You get a large specialty pizza and a large two-topping pizza with a promo code RavensFlock at PapaJohns.com. And then every day after a Ravens win, so, you know, go ahead and book this for 16 games during the regular season. Book it! Yeah, 1-0, you should already have done this. This is the Ravens 50 special. The day after every Ravens win, get 50% off all regular menu price online orders with the promo code Ravens. 50 at papajohns.com so probably a lot of people did that on monday already once again use my toppings from the toppings drop. <laughs> but uh with that in mind let's go ahead and read an email here garrett gotten a lot of good ones recently this one comes from joseph gugluza <laughs> wow right Goog- name gugluza i don't know but that's a great last name anyway joseph says and you know he is a loyal lounge listener but he also watches us on Unscripted, where nice. you and I often are on the TV show, which airs on Saturdays, so you make sure you tune in for that. Right after Saturday Night Live on WBAL here locally, we also post the full show uh, on the app and on the website if you want to watch it as well. Well done. Good yeah. teaser. Yeah. Anyway, Joseph says, It's my first time emailing him a loyal listener to Lounge since its debut and originally born and raised in Baltimore. I just wanted to acknowledge the comments made by Ryan Mink on Ravens Unscripted recently when he said that he expects Joe Flacco to perform at a high level in week one despite his back injury and lack of training camp reps this year. I believe that Ryan's comment is spot on. It's the first time anybody's ever emailed with that comment. (laughs) A 10-year vet at the QB position as well as the previous minicamp and off-season reps for Flacco and his new receivers should suffice given the decade of experience that Flacco has. That's exactly what he said. (laughs) Joseph says, and I'll finish here, I applaud Mink for stepping up and voicing what the true reality of the situation is. Garrett, you were on the other side of this whole debate. What I said is what actually ended up happening. You said what you did. No. And I said what I think is more likely is that the Ravens try to run the ball a lot, kind of pare things down, and give him a limited, not a limited playbook, but a limited game plan. And what happened? They ran the ball a billion times. They ran the ball 12 straight plays in the second half. So once again, you can make all these statements, but you're wrong often. No. And that's what ended up no, happening here. you said set the bar low for Joe Flacco. He, he's not going to be the same. He would have thrown the ball 30 times if they didn't have a 17 nothing lead at the end of the first half. So it went exactly as I predicted. Yeah, exactly. Once Thank again, you. Joseph, another mark 
in my tally. Joseph from Asheville, North Carolina. Some great beer down in Asheville, That's North Carolina. That's what I've heard. Carolina. Yeah, I want to go. Great. Oh, Ben. It's fin- Wicked Weed, I think. Oh, is Wicked the- Weed's a great one. Oh, it's sick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, also speaking of beer, pumpkin beer season is officially here. Oh, we, a- need, we need to do more chatting about this. We are going to do more. Not with. We got to get to the interview with Jeremy right, Mathen, right. but uh, this is a good time. to. If you have pumpkin beer thoughts recommendations, questions, yes. go ahead and send them into the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Yeah, but with that, let's get right into our interview with wide receiver Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy, start things off here. I feel like we got to get a nickname for you, right? I mean, you're going to be a big player around here. You got to have a good nickname. So J-Mac, is that it? Or, or is there yeah, I mean, that's, that's my nickname that, that all my guys call me by. What, what, I don't know, what are some of the nicknames we have here? Huh? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I, I came up with what about, Big Mac? Ah, nah. <laughs> I do that. That's what, about, what about other guys on the team? I, I know Webb has one, right? We got Webby. Webby. Right? Just Webby. Yeah, that's okay. real original. Yeah, it's, real creative. You know, right? Right. No, we got to uh, outside the box. What else do we have? I mean, we have Sizzle. Sizzle. That's probably right. the best one. That's a good uh, one. I mean, then there's a lot of, like, just the, the short versions, like Tuck, or there's, yeah, like, that's not really TJ. Oh, so you don't have, you don't have like, name. nobody's, like, you know, yeah. Superman. Well, I guess like that, you know, it's the Hulk. You know, and then there's we got kind of a uh, comic book theme because then we have CJ, who's half man, half amazing. Okay, that's true. What that's not really a nickname, but who's who is that? Is that I don't even know. Do you read comic books? Uh, Did you read? No, nah, never was a big comic guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the dorks on this side. Of I the wasn't a comic book guy yeah, actually yeah. Me neither. But anyway. <laughs> I think yeah. I think J Mac. Uh, I think yeah. that's good, and there's no hyphen. There's, there's no, no hyphen. There's no, it's just, just a space. J M A C. Yes. Okay. All, All right. right. And then uh, Mac Man is another one. People like a lot of my guys that I played college would call me Mac Man. So. Is that a playoff of Pac Man? A uh, little. I guess so. I don't know. They just gave me something. I kind of. You can't like make up your own nickname. Exactly. Just, uh, uh, yeah, you can't yeah. make up your own nickname. So. Yeah, I like it. But I, I heard you were like, as a kid, you were called Smiley. Yeah. So that one doesn't seem like a football nickname. No. That's no. not tough. Smiley. No. Nobody wants that one. So I smiled a lot, I guess. I <laughs> so you scored a 48-yard touchdown your first game as a Raven. I like the running, you know, with running with the ball out there. That was mm. pretty nice. But no touchdown celebration afterwards. Was that just if you froze in the moment? Did you have one planned, or you're just not a celebration guy? I don't really celebrate. Uh, I may have I may have celebrated twice since I've been you know mm. my nine years in the league after a touchdown. Okay. Um, but I just now I've always been told act like you've been there before, um, okay. and that's no knock on people who do celebrate. Cause, yeah, yeah, Mike Wallace never celebrates. Yeah. You know, he's really calm whenever yeah. he scores. Steve Smith never Steve did. Steve Smith. <laughs> it's it's yeah. you know to you know different strokes for different folks. Right, you know? right. So. <laughs> and you can kind of balance those guys out, you know, because Mike, you know, Flacco joked last year when Mike scores a touchdown, it takes him about 15 minutes to calm down. Afterwards, he's like hyperventilating on the sidelines. So maybe you can kind of balance them out. Yeah, there a little you go. Bit. Yeah, opposite the track, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. What, was, what were the two celebrations? I'm curious. Um, I last year two years ago uh i actually had a little bet with the receivers i used, just something i mess around with it's actually on my instagram too where a little dance i mess around i did that when i scored and then three years ago in philly i did the stanky leg one time so, <laughs> all right <laughs> nice. so how much fun was that i mean you your first game it's you know i'm sure you probably have the motivation of, of all those things of getting released and ending up here and then your, your first game 48 yard touchdown just how much and how enjoyable was that for you to start things off like that? Well, I think most importantly, I think, you know, getting the win was was, was, was the most important thing there. Um, 
You know, yeah, clearly, you know, you, you always, you know, want to contribute to doing that. And, you know, that, that, that touchdown was a big play uh, in that game, kind of when, you know, offense, we had been moving the ball, but didn't really have very many points to show for it. And uh, defense, defense was playing lights out. Um, and, and, and to be able to make that play in that moment kind of, it kind of kind of turned the game a little bit, and mm -hmm. I think that's credit to Joe and getting us in the right getting us in the right play and the right situation for us to be successful. And then right afterwards, they throw a pick and, and we punch it in right after that. So right. uh, I think that was a big momentum swing in the game. So when Joe audible to that play, you you said that you kind of had an idea that you might have a chance, or you just yeah. kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I and the one thing I'm thinking, okay, I see they're showing, you know, zero blitz. Everybody's man to man. There's right. no help in the middle of the field. Uh, the one thing that was going through my mind is, please don't let anybody drop from the line <laughs> of scrimmage, because I knew if you know if we were able to kind of get that playoff, it was going to be a big one. So. Right, right. So I think that you and Mike Wallace are interesting because you're, I feel like you guys are similar in, in a lot of different ways. You know, Mike signed here last year. He was released by the Vikings, and he talked a lot about how he felt like he still had something to prove, wanted to show everybody he could still play. You end up here, and then obviously last year he goes out there and, and has a thousand yard season and meets the Ravens. You, in a kind of a similar boat, get released by the Chiefs. You end up here, and you've talked about how the fact that you still feel like you got a lot of good football left in front of you. Is that something you guys talk about, and do you feel the parallels between you guys? Yeah, you know, you, you kind of see the similarities as far as, you know, the path that, that yeah. we both that right. both got us here. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's some differences there, you know, um, but at the same time, um, you know, this is the place that, you know, receivers have come and, and, and been successful, kind of. I ain't going to say... Um, in the later years of, of their career, because I feel like I'm, you know, I'm 29. Right. Know, I got a lot of good, like you said, I got a lot of good football left. But um, receivers have come here and, and done well, and, and I knew that, um, you know, what Steve did here, what Mike was able to do last year, and, and even go back to Bolden and, and, mm -hmm. and, and yep. Derek Mason. And, Mason yep. You know what I mean? So, uh, so all those guys have had success here, and um, you know, I think that, you know, um, I don't know this for sure, but I might have been the youngest to come here, um, kind of. Yeah, I don't know how old Mason was, um, but yeah, you know, just you know, being being hurt last year and uh, kind of the way things um, happened, the way that it happened, being released from Kansas City, um, I think you always, I think that always lights a fire under you, um, and I think uh, no matter where I would have gone, uh, although I'm glad I picked here, I think um, just that whole situation just kind of. Like I said, kind of that, that flame got a little brighter that, that shines underneath me. So, you know, him and I are young guys in our 20s. We've yeah. still got plenty whoa, of time whoa, left. Whoa. Our Don't be throwing out the 30s jokes already. All right? <laughs> yeah, you know? I got a few more months in my 20s. I want to soak it up. <laughs> did, did, did Bobby Ingram talk to you about that actually when you came here to visit? Like when you guys went out to dinner, did he talk about the lineage of free agent wide receivers who came here and had success? Uh, you know, not really. You know, we, we talked about more so uh, kind of what kind of worries, you know saw me fitting in and, and yeah. kind of, um, you know, kind of the plan if, if I were to come here and, and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, anytime you get a chance to talk to a guy who's played your position, who's been in the league, who ha who's had some success, right. um, who understands kind of what you go through on a daily uh, being an NFL uh, player. Um, so being able to do that uh, now at this point in my career, I think it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Right. The crazy thing is, too, with the parallels between you and Mike, is you score a 48-yard touchdown in your first game as Raven. He scored a 66-yard touchdown in his first game as a Raven against the Bills last year mm -hmm. to open week one. Then, as you said, went on to 1,000 yards. So I think we can book you for 1,000 yards. Uh -huh. right? <laughs> more importantly, let's, let's try to get this trip to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so just, just going back a little bit to, to after you get signed, you know, you're really excited to play with Joe Flacco and stuff. 
how frustrating was it for you? You get two practices with him in minicamp, and then you don't have the whole preseason. Just how difficult and kind of frustrating <clears throat> was that for you? You know, I was definitely excited. You know, that, that was yeah. one of the big reasons why, you know, I decided to come here. Um, like I said, I've always had respect, you know, for, for, for this organization from a, from a distance and the way that everybody's done things here and the way that everybody carries themselves. And, you know, the stories I heard about Harbs uh, when I got to Philly, I guess he had left, uh, I believe, two years before I got there. Right, right. Uh, but it was nothing but positive things said about him. So I've always had respect from him uh, for a distance, from a distance. But, um, you know, having an opportunity to play with, with Joe was, 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 was huge. And... Um, you know, yeah. So you know, you're, I was excited coming in, and, yeah. and, and uh, but I also understand I've been in this business long enough that um, injuries happen, and and when they happen, um, it's the next guy up. And clearly, um, Joe was phenomenal quarterback, and and you know, there's a reason why why he's done the things that he's done in his career. But um, you know, you you got it. You got to roll with what you got, and mm -hmm. um, and and I think those reps that Malik got were huge for him and his confidence, and I think his his. Um, just whole mindset moving forward, but um, you know, clearly Joe's always going to be the guy here. And um, now that we're back and, and and back in the swing of things, I think him and I have off to a really good start. Yeah. How long does this thing of, of getting released stick with you? Does it still stick with you? Are you salty about it? Do you care anymore? Like, how long does that? You know, it, it, it was. It, it's weird. Um, you know, the stories have come out of kind of about right. you know kind of how it's happened, and um, you know, it, it it my relationship with with Andy. Uh, was deeper than football. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, he was with me through my cancer scare. He was with me last year when I had one of my, you know, closest childhood friends pass away. So, you know, he's been with me this, this whole way. Even when I wasn't coaching me, he, you know, we've always, uh, you know, was in contact with each other. He was at my wedding, you know. Um, I've talked to his wife, you know, on, on personal, having personal conversations. So, um, well, kind of how that whole thing went down, um, you know, I thought that our relationship, um, it should have happened differently. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, and then when I talked to him, you know, he told me that, you know, it was, you know, he he was kind of in the blues, you know, along with me. And, and clearly as a player, that's not really what you're trying to hear. That's not what you want to hear. Right. Um, but the events leading up after my release to the GM being fired and everything kind of makes you think that, Okay, well, you know, I don't think he lied to me, and and you know what I mean. But yeah, there's some but, stuff going on. Yeah, the but that, that's that's the business of this game, and um, while it, you know you may not agree with it, you may not, um, you know, really like what's going on. It's it's, it's reality, and um, you know, and I think you know sometimes GMs and coaches aren't on the same page, and, and sometimes people have powers to make moves when other guy doesn't know about it. So. Um, it is what it is. When the other guy doesn't know about it's it. Wait crazy. a second. Are you applying? Did Andy, you don't think Andy knew about it? I, I don't know. You know, right. I, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I, yeah. I'm still kind of, I don't know. I, I think he might have known bit. something was going on yeah. uh, previously because I, I heard that they were trying to shop me at the combine and all types of stuff. Right. Um, and I think he might have known that was going on. And I thought maybe he thought we might have been in the clear because it was so late. I don't know. Right, but it, right, it, right. I just felt like that whole situation was just kind of a little unusual. Yeah, for sure, so. for sure. But you, you bring this up, and I mean, the crazy thing is, and I want to get back into your background, really, as a person more, you know, being released by the Chiefs is not the hardest thing that you've gone through, not no. by a long shot in your life. But, and I kind of want to talk about that. I mean, even going back to your childhood, um, you know, you had a tough 
tough childhood growing up in Kirkwood and you know your mom had got some issues um, you know some previously written she was battling alcohol she was working two jobs your dad left when you were seven months old yeah right yeah. so I mean your mom's trying to make ends meet she's working really hard you get adopted by another family from your peewee football days the uh, let me make sure I get this right the Paris the Parisis. Parisis. Okay, Parisis, I, I yes. was wondering if about that one. <laughs> so, can you just talk about that and, and and how that molded you at a young age into the the adult that you are today? Yeah, man. You know, I'm not gonna sit up for that like I had it. You know, the the toughest route that that anybody's ever had because that's not the case. Right. You know, there's people out there that had it that had it worse than me. But um, it was it ideal? Absolutely not. And 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 growing up with, without a father figure, um, you know, with, with a mother who was who was battling, trying to make men ends meet, and yeah. um, you know it, it, it was tough. You know, as a child, and and, and not necessarily in in in, in the best neighborhood. Um, Kirkwood is actually a very very good community, uh, but there's a place inside Kirkwood called Meacham Park, um, and actually um, Brandon lived there for a little bit. I just found that out. Brandon Williams. Yeah. Brandon um, Williams did wow. Yeah, so that's where I grew up at. Um, not the most ideal place to live. Um, Kind of back when I was growing up, they've kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Right. Um, still, still tough at, for, for for some kids out there, um, you know. And and, and it, you know, it, it 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 you know with that and 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 you can even fast forward to my cancer scare and yeah. everything that I've kind of gone through. Um, you know, it, you know, it, there, there's there's more to life than football. And and why I love football. I love to play the game. Uh, the minute I stop loving the game, I probably will retire. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, I still love the game. Um, but I also understand that you know that there's more to life, and you have to enjoy life. Um, this is part of life, which is why I enjoy it. But I also have to enjoy my wife. I also have to enjoy my family. I also have to, you know, cherish the moments I get to spend with my friends, and 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 just and 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 now you know with my foundation and everything, and me giving back to some of the kids who got raised in similar situations uh, like myself. Yeah. Um, I think those are things that are just as important as going out there and playing on Sundays. Yeah. And I think having gone through what I've gone through has, has shed light on all that. And the things that I go through um, during football, they can't break me. Um, and, and whether it's getting released, whether it's, um, you know, not having a good day. And I, I remember when I was young, I used to say I come to practice and I don't have a good day. Um, you know, it, yeah, you're upset, but I used to take that stuff home. I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. you know, I got a wife at home that you know, that, that deserves better than that. And, and that's kind of my whole mindset now. While, while I'm, I'm extremely competitive, you know, I, I, I want to get everything perfect, but I understand that everything isn't perfect. Right. And I think that's everything that, that I've gone through has kind of helped shape my mindset. Is there one story from your childhood that really sticks out when you say, man, that was a turning point for me or that, that moment really tested me? I mean, there's a bunch, man. There, there, <laughs> there's, there's decisions that I made uh, you know, back in the day that if I would have made a different decision, um, you know, who knows where I would be right now. Um, you know, I grew up around, you know, I played literally football with friends who have has done jail time. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 and you know, and, and I don't I don't really look at them any different, you know, especially and that it depends on what, what, what happened right. and what they goes on. They could have gone down either path. But you know what I mean? I mean like I was, was I was facing that same similar situation right. and, and, and you know, I decided to take a different, you know, different road, but, um, and, and with the help of, 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 of people, and, and the priests clearly play a huge role in that, and them, so I never was officially adopted, but them just taking me in and, and, and being my surrogate family, and, you know, 
me understanding that there was more ways of life than kind of what I was living and, and, and what was going on around me right. um, definitely helped me you know, get my mind right and, and make the right decisions down the stretch. You could have been the blind side. The movie could have been about you. You would have gotten a bunch of money. Yeah, it, it's, it's actually, it's, it's similar situations, you know. I, you know I, I, I haven't really, I know Mike played it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike played So it, I, yeah. I didn't really get a chance to talk to Mike about the movie, but the, simil the situations are similar a little bit. Um, but, it, yeah, you know, it, but that's why I say, you know, there, there's so many stories like mine out there that, yep. Um, you know, a lot of these guys have have you know, a lot of these guys in the NFL don't come from the, the prettiest places. So. Yeah. Buck Allen actually also has a very similar story. You should yeah. talk to him. Kind okay. of very similar thing. Kind of adopted by a family and taken in. I mean, it didn't stop there though. I mean, you're a stud high school player. You go in state Missouri. It's a big deal. You're getting ready to go there, and then you tear up your knee before mm -hmm. you even get on the field. Yeah. I mean, have your first of two ACL injuries. You had another one in the NFL. So that really tested you, and then you you kind of mentioned it, your cancer scare in 2011, right? I mm -hmm. mean, can you walk us through what happened there? I, I hadn't known about that previously. Um, so, you know, I, so I get to college. Um, I, I never forget, it's like one of the last days of summer workouts. Yeah. And I have, I've had a good summer. I was number one ready to recruit in my class, and you know what I mean? And, 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 and um, you know, I turned my ACL. Um, and I, if I had to say a turning point and kind of, you know, as I got older, I think it was that because I remember right after that, um, I was talking to uh, Cindy, who's my surrogate mom at the time, and I'm sitting there like, you know, y'all need to come get me. Like, I wanted to go home. I wanted to just say forget football. You were done with it. Wow. I was done with it. And, you know, she kind of talked me out of it, and I talked to my brothers, uh, both my real brothers and my surrogate brothers, and um, talking to the people on my team. And they kind of got me through it because I, I was legit ready to say, okay, I'm, I'm done with football because I had never experienced being hurt. Right. I've never had to sit out a game because I was hurt, you know. Um, so that kind of played with me uh, mentally a little bit. And I think that was kind of the turning point of, you know, kind of shaping up my competitive mindset and, and, and just saying, you know, it doesn't matter what goes on. I'm always going to give myself a chance to come back and be better. Right. Um, so I did that. Kind of the same thing um, in, in the pros when I did the same thing. Um, you know, I come off the one in college. You know, I'm an All-American, freshman All-American. Right. I come off the one in the pros, and I have my best season in the NFL. I know. Um, so that was just kind of me attacking rehab and, and saying, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to give myself a chance to come back bigger, stronger, faster. Right. Um, and then with the cancer scare, man, it was it was crazy. You know, I I, I think the, 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 the not – it's the fear of the unknown. And, 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 you know, you're going through all these tests. And I'm like, okay, well, well, why am I losing weight? Well, why am I having these night sweats? You know, why am I having these headaches? Why, why am I not, I don't feel right. Why is my, you know, my, my levels down or this level's too high? And I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. And you're going through test after test after test and they can't find anything. So I'm sitting here like, what, what, what is going on? And, right. um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, I went through, did some needle biopsies did all types of stuff. And, and, and it, one doctor said he thought it was lymphoma? Yeah, he said, well, he said there was a chance I could have lymphoma. So wow. that, that, so I'll never forget, I, I come out the doctor and I got a few friends with me and I'm like, yo, you, do y'all know what lymphoma is? <laughs> and they were like, no, nah, I've never even heard of it, you know, and, and, and one of my, because this way we are, one of my guys uh, made like a joke and I'm sitting there like, um, I said, no, man, I don't think it's like a, one of those weird things. I said, I think it's something serious. So I'll never forget, they Googled it, 
And one of my buddies started crying, and I was like, I don't, bro, what's, what, what's the deal? And he said, yo, it's a form of cancer. So I'm in the car, I go back into the office, into the doctor's office, and I ask, hey, I need an explanation of, you know, what, you know, yeah. like what, what that means. And kind of talked me through it, and you know, at that time, I made my mind up, okay, this is what it might be, and this is what it is. I have no choice but to fight this thing and still went through more tests. Those test results came back and it came back negative. And, um, you know, it, it was like a, a month, I'm going to say not a month, about two weeks after that, that, that last test about lymphoma, slowly but surely I just kind of started getting better. And yeah. my levels started going back to normal. And they just kind of talked it up as an inflammatory infection. And <laughs> I was on some anti-inflammatory medicine for a while. and. It's about the here. best case scenario. Right. You go from lymphoma to infection. Yeah. Do you remember getting the call when they said it is not lymphoma? Like you remember when they said it could be? Do you remember getting the call when they said? Yeah, okay? I, I remember that day. I also remember um, I was I went to the cancer research center in St. Louis, and somebody saw me there, and there was an article that came out oh, wow. um, in the St. Louis paper that I was spotted there, and it's not that's not right. Yeah, and it it. it it kind of like people kind of my mom was like hey you didn't tell me it was this serious and I said my I didn't I don't I didn't know like I didn't like because I, I didn't want to start telling people you didn't want to hey, worry people unnecessarily that's not right. the case so I, I remember that and that was that was a tough day because I got all these type of calls and people saying this and saying that and then there was a whole bunch of oh Macklin has HIV and there's all oh types of gosh. crazy stuff so I'm sitting there like it, it couldn't have got any worse you know so right. um you know, it, it it that that call of saying that it wasn't that wasn't what it was uh, was, was definitely a, a good a good time. So, mm -hmm. wow. Well, you've been through it all, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then now you end up here, and we're certainly glad to have you here. Um, I tell me this: How would you be here? Because your wife, Adia, is a Baltimore girl. Grew up, spent, lived here for the first ten years. Are you in Baltimore? If it's not for her, um, I I, I would think so. Um, okay. but I think she played a huge part. Was she pushing you this way? Well, no, she she didn't. She said, "Listen, I, I'm okay with whatever you do." Okay. And I'm just trying um, to figure out who to thank here. Um, but what she <laughs> did say was, from the day one, from day one, the, 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 as soon as I got released, um, kind of came home. I was a little upset, but um, like I said, I, I didn't really bring that home. Okay. And she kind of wanted to talk about it, and I'm like, "Okay, let's talk about it." So we started talking about it, um, and then we sat there, and I went through teams of kind of. You know where would I, where would I fit, and you kind of went through the list of receivers and who was on each team, and it's kind of where I thought I fit in that. And um, Baltimore kind of came to mind, and and um, she said there was always something about Baltimore. So when I went through the process, even when I went to to Buffalo and Philly got in the mix, and there were some other teams that were calling, she said, "Babe, I don't I don't know why, but there's just something about Baltimore." So it, it kind of that kind of stuck with me through all my visits and everything, and. Uh, finally, I got home when I left you guys, and uh, I said, "Babe, I think you're right. I think there's something about Baltimore." And we took like another two days, and it was it was it was official after that. It's pretty awesome. awesome. Well, now yeah. you get crab cakes for life. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you get your fill, Jimmy. I'm coming to see you, man. <laughs> coming to see y'all. Nice. Well, Jeremy, really appreciate it. Thank you for your appreciate time. Appreciate it. Buddy. Thanks for the Thank time. Yeah. Glad to have you here. All right, so thanks again to Jeremy for joining us today. And, and you know, I was, he's got an interesting story. I'll be honest, I didn't know all that, you know, yeah. before he, definitely before he arrived here and then even before we started kind of getting Until I did the research for this did, podcast. You did the research. <laughs> and, I, 
and I read about it. So I said, all right, cool. Thanks for doing the research. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's great. It's a team he, effort around here. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's an in- interesting story. Yeah. And he's the thing that strikes me about him is he's so mature, and I think probably all those experiences yes. have led to that demeanor, that maturity, all that. Yeah, for sure. He's he's a very mature guy, and you know, congrats to him for getting married recently. I yeah. just had my ninth wedding anniversary. Yours just happened recently, right? Nah, uh, mine's in July. Two. In July. That's yeah, right. You know, you, you're what about 15, 20 years older than me, so you got a head start. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, want to thank once again Papa John's, our sponsor, and let you fans they know make it happen around here. They do. They do. You guys can all order the Ravens Flock Special all season long, and you get a large specialty pizza and a large two-topping pizza with promo code Ravens Flock at PapaJohns.com. You can also get the Ravens 50, Garrett. The Ravens 50 is the day after every Ravens win. You can get 50% off regular menu price online orders with promo code RAVENS50 at PapaJohns.com. You're going to be using Ravens 50 after the win against the Browns on Sunday? Abs so freaking <laughs> All right. I, I paused there. I didn't know if I could say freaking. Yeah, you can say freaking. Can I say freaking? Yeah, right. we don't have to bleep that out. Okay, thanks. All right, so thanks for listening. As always, send us your emails to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We love to hear from you guys, and also make sure you leave us a rating and review. We haven't asked for those yeah. in a little while. We haven't on begged iTunes. in a while. Yeah, we need to get back to begging, so go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, thanks again, everyone, and we'll be back with you guys next week when we talk with offense alignment Jermaine Illuminor. The Brit Jermaine Illuminor. Ahead of our trip to London. Obviously, that's next week. We're also going to do a live podcast. This is double teaser. Yes. Double teaser. Jermaine Illuminor coming on next week. And then the double teaser is that we're going to do a podcast from the Admiralty. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Admiralty. Admiralty. Uh, that's our team pub while we're going to be over there in London next week. We're going to do a live podcast there in London uh, sometime between 5 and 7 Friday night um, at the pub. Do they have com- pumpkin beer? I don't think they do because we got a number of emails from our friends over across the pond and they all said, I don't know what you're talking about with this pumpkin beer. Should we bring some pumpkin beer over? I, I kind of feel like if we can, I, we're going to have to look into this. Does TSA allow you to... If you put it in your check, I, I flew beer from Belgium back. Maybe we can. If we can bring over a six-pack of pumpkins, I think we should, and we can give them to our biggest fans. The fans that we bring on the pod, they get a pumpkin beer to drink with us. That's not a bad idea. I like, I like where your headset is. Yes! <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. <laughs> <laughs>